My name is Jason Kelly, and this is the Practicing History Podcast. Since this is the first episode of the Practicing History Podcast, I thought I'd talk a little bit about what I'm planning to do here. The Practicing History Podcast is about how we do history. And by we, I'm not specifically talking about how professionals do history, but rather I'm talking about how we as people in a society do history. We make history constantly. We speak about it. We think about it. We reflect upon it. We tell stories. And in this sense, we're all historians. That said, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to talk about how professionals do history. And I hope that we're going to be talking about research methods and historiography and digital tools. And eventually, we'll get some people in the studio to do interviews with us as well. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast, and I would appreciate any suggestions or requests for episodes in the future. Since this is a podcast about practicing history, a good place to start would be talking about what history is. How is it different from sociology? or anthropology, or political science. The question, what is history, is actually quite a bit more complex when we start to unpack it and look at it in the context of these other disciplines. In fact, it has a lot in common with anthropology and political science and sociology and any other number of disciplines that are offered in universities. And in fact, if we look for the answer to the question, what is history, by referring to the disciplines, we might be limiting ourselves. After all, the discipline of history is primarily a 19th and 20th century invention that came along with scholarly societies and journals and university departments. But if we went back several hundred years before, we would find out that historians were not found in university departments. Rather, Maybe folks in universities practice history, just as a politician might practice history, or a scientist might practice history, or a member of the clergy might practice history. So the answer to what is history is probably best not found by using our modern standards of professionalization and disciplinarity to decide what history is. Rather, we might see history itself as something that's historical, something that changes over time. And in fact, if we go back 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 years, we're going to see histories that look familiar to us, often in written form, uh, people that are writing chronicles or literary narratives that are telling the story of their people's past or other people's pasts or things that have happened in their communities or their regions. And if we go back thousands of years or tens of thousands of years before that, we'll still find evidence of people making their histories and recording their histories through material objects. So in many ways, recording histories is fundamental to human cultures from the earliest dates. History, in fact, might not be inseparable from sociology, from political science or anthropology, because in many ways, it also encompasses them.
that said, it's useful to have a working definition of what history is, and for that, I'll turn to its Latin and Greek roots. The term history itself comes from uh, Greek and Latin. These roots suggest a process of inquiry and interpretation and narration. So history is more than just telling a story, but it's the investigation that lies behind that story. So fundamental to history is the process of interpretation. The interpretation of the past might be at history's core. And the earliest written accounts by historians, even though they didn't call themselves historians that we have, suggest an attempt to grapple with the interpretation of these facts. Uh, one of these historians, uh, the ancient Greek historian Thucydides, uh, who wrote the Peloponnesian War, uh, had a section at the beginning of his book that explained his interpretation, his process, his methodology for doing history. And this is what he wrote. Insofar as these facts involve what the various participants said, both before and during the actual conflict, meaning the Peloponnesian War, Recalling the exact words was difficult for me regarding speeches I heard myself and for my informants about speeches made elsewhere. In the way I thought each would have said what was especially required in the given situation, I have stated accordingly, with the closest possible fidelity on my part to the overall sense of what was actually said. About the actions of the war, however, I considered it my responsibility to write neither as I learned from the chance informant nor according to my own opinion, but after examining what I had witnessed myself and what I learned from others with the utmost possible accuracy in each case. Finding out the facts involved great effort because eyewitnesses did not report the same specific events in the same way, but according to individual partisanship or ability to remember. And the results, by avoiding patriotic storytelling, will perhaps seem the less enjoyable for listening. Yet, if they are judged useful by any who wish to look at the plain truth about the past events, and those that at some future time, in accordance with human nature, will recur in similar or comparable ways, that will suffice. It is a possession for all time, not a competition piece to be heard for the moment. So, what Thucydides is attempting to do is create what he sees as an objective account of history, one that not only recounts the stories that he hears, but rather one that investigates the stories, bringing them all together, interpreting them in a way that helps create a whole narrative. Now, Thucydides' attempt to create an objective story was one way of doing history, but it's not the only way of doing history, and it certainly wasn't for thousands of years the only way of doing history. So what I'd like to do now is turn to few, a few ways that 
history is done so that we have a sense of when we're talking about what is history, we're not limited to one way of doing history. And in fact, if we look at how most people have practiced history and continue to practice history, many of these qualities continue to pervade uh, both professional narratives and the narratives of uh, people who are simply even recounting family histories. In the interpretation of the past, what historians attempt to do is to provide knowledge of the past, and this is very much what Thucydides is attempting to do. And quite often this knowledge of the past is done for a reason, and that's to provide context for the present. And sometimes historians are even attempting to find out the root causes of the present ordeals that a society faces or the uh, historical context for social structures or cultural patterns. Often what a historian is attempting to do is providing some kind of insight that goes simply beyond facts, one that attempts to provide some kind of philosophical or ethical insight that informs our current situation. Sometimes historians go so far as to use history as a way to critique the current social, political, or economic systems in which they find themselves. More popularly, history is often a way of creating what we call social memory, a way of constructing social bonds uh, between members of a group. It provides people with a link to their pasts, either real or imagined, to the histories of their communities, of their families, of their societies. It can be even fundamental to creating ideologies and cultural structures. In fact, if we begin to think about it, we can see history in all facets of our lives, uh, from our politicians speaking on television, to advertisements, to uh, popular literature, to television shows. In fact, it's so pervasive in society that knowing history is almost essential to be being a literate citizen, one that's capable of making decisions that are not blinded by ideologies or which rest upon misconceptions. In fact, professional historians have a name for these skills. It's called historiography. It's essential to the practice of history. And it's to historiography that we're going to turn in the next podcast. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.